0: Abide with me, abide with me, don't let me fall, and don't let go, walk with me, and never leave. Never
1: this is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And... Uh, Hope you've been joining us and uh, hearing us talk about a variety of topics. We talk about discipleship. We talk about abiding. We talk about journey groups. We we share personal testimonies, and uh, we uh, always try to get opportunities to get Rocky, our founder, to uh, to weigh in on some different things that he's seen through all his years of discipleship. And so uh, uh, we've been get, getting a, getting a good response from all of you out there. So so glad that you're here and tuning in. And uh, so today. Uh, Actually, we've been really busy doing a lot of lot of new journey groups starting all over the country and doing training, and we got a new revision of the the manual, and and so there's really a lot of excitement, and we feel like there's God is raising up a lot of a lot of you out there to join His work, um, but at the same time, there's a. Uh, there's a lot of darkness in the world, and in the political scene, and in our country, and and uh, a lot of these things are very troubling. And uh, so, Rocky and I have been talking about it a little bit, but uh, I want to read a verse. And uh, and uh, by the way, I have our founder, Rocky Fleming, with me here. He's hey, here. Welcome, how you doing, Rocky. Brian? Yeah, good. So, uh, so just to frame our our topic today, um, I'm going to read a verse out of Esther. Some of you know the the story of Esther, who was the queen and was a was appointed. She was a Jew, and, uh, but there was a uh, plot to kill all the Jews, and, uh, and she was in a particular place, and her, uh, her uncle Mordecai came to her, and he said this, and uh, this is Esther 4 and 14. He says, Esther, if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise up for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Who knows whether you've not come to the kingdom for such a time as this? And so, uh, you know, in, in essence, I think he was saying, God will come through somehow or another, but you have a you have a, an opportunity. To rise up and, and use your influence to to help a situation. So, so Rocky, uh, let's talk a little bit about that. You were uh, talking to me about just even a current situation that happened as just an example of one of many things that crazy going on in this world. So why don't you
2: uh, weigh in a little bit? Well, current events, it would mm-hmm. be that. But the, I, I would imagine there's uh, somewhat of a We might be projecting a little bit of a somber mood right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is a little bit of a somber mood. I think I brought it in. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, because uh, it's one of those things like Esther. She was put in a situation uh, where uh, whether or not she could influence this king uh, in the right direction really depended. I mean, actually, she could have been killed if she comes in without... Uh, you know, him saying specifically to come in to see me, uh, she, I mean, she came in his presence without an invitation, and that was reasons for her to be killed. So she was probably intimidated about this uh, Well, I mean, sure, threat of life, everything yeah, else. sure. But there are sometimes things that are bigger than ourselves, and— uh, And so I've been thinking about uh, the church, and when I talk about the church, I'm talking about the body of Christ, not just a church or an organized church, although it would include an organized church. But if you would look at the church, uh, which would include uh, all of the organized churches, as well as organized ministries, as well individuals who are in the body of Christ— then you get an idea of the manpower we have in the church. And and then if you ask the question, well, what's going on today that the church would be able to make a major impact on in the form of influence, then you would say that it would probably be everything that we have going on in this country especially. But uh, welding that influence is not about getting votes or or trying to do something in a— in a certain way, it's about about doing the right thing from the from the standpoint of our calling as a church.
0: Mm.
2: Because as a church, we are are called to represent Christ, uh, and we do it to the least of these. We do it to the hurting and the broken and the disenfranchised. And by the way, I have just described wealthy people as well, poor people. Mm-hmm because they are also broken and disenfranchised and troubled. So wealth does not create uh, all of the joy that we talk about, nor does poverty. There's nothing moral about poverty. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing immoral about wealth. It has to do with a sacred responsibility that we have. And I can't I can't, nor will I, try to influence or control politics. It's it's a mess, and it makes me mad. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't, I just can't see that as being our answer. I wish they would. I wish they'd get, in, get on board and try to take care of this country and the people that we're dealing with that are hurting and in need. But they'd rather fight among each other and in the meantime, they're victims. And there's got to be an answer, and the answer is going to be found in the church. Mm. It's going to be found in you and me, the body of Christ. Uh, it's going to be found in uh, the organized church when we see our mission and our purpose, and we we don't are not divided by political lines or ideology lines, that we are united in Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that kind of got me stirred up was the news that I read this morning. It happened two days ago in Mississippi, my home state. And it doesn't take much for Mississippi to get a black eye, so this is not about Mississippi. In fact, the owner of this company is out of Illinois, a billionaire out of there. And uh, and it was a, a food processing plant, and there was a raid on that plant, and they had been basically aware that they were hiring the illegals for a good while. And there had been some workplace uh, uh, lawsuits that had been uh, been had uh, to uh, because of uh, poor conditions and because of harassments and all the other things that go along with that. And you can look at it. I'm not going to get into that, but you can just understand that there were a lot of people that were there illegally that were fulfilling jobs that maybe nobody else wanted. Mm-hmm. And so you have human beings. Illegal, yeah, and they broke the law being there. I understand that. And that's a problem. It needs to be solved. But in the meantime, uh, the law, the government has to carry out the law and, uh, and then they arrested 680 employees from that one company in one massive roundup. And they did it on the first day of school. And so you had children now that uh, whose parents were arrested, and what about the children? And uh, the uh, the saga continued, but the, the, as I understand it, uh, the children and the parents were reunited with each other, but there was a lot of fear. Uh, I don't know how they're going to process the illegals. I don't know if they're going to uh, try to get them uh, through legalized uh, uh, methods of citizenship. I don't know. I don't know the answers to that. Those are are governmental rules and regulations. But I do know the answer for this, that when those children are by themselves, where's the church? Where's the church? Hmm. When you have people that are hurting and disenfranchised and lonely, where's the church? Isn't this the place that we show the love of Christ? Isn't this a place that we're able to enter into their pain and help them? I don't know the answer for them to be able to be in this country illegally and have to be deported. I, I don't know that. All I know is that in any day in time that there's a situation where there are people that are needing a helping hand, the church needs to run in there. Hmm. And, Brian, I, I think, honestly, that if we look to Washington to be the answer, then we're, we're going to always have some confusion. But we don't have to do that. As a church, what we do is it, we simply take them the love of Jesus. And if that requires some feeding and clothing and other things that we do, I don't—that's— I, I, I that's, that is a creative thing in the body of Christ that the Holy Spirit will whisper in our ears if we're listening to them what we are to do to help. Mm-hmm. But I think that we have as a church, a church, organized church, as the body of Christ in this country, we need to have serious dialogue about how we're going to impact the present society that we live in with Jesus Christ and His love. Mm-hmm. I know when he went to, to them, uh, to, when Jesus was here, you see him doing a lot of feeding people mm-hmm. because they were hungry and healing people because they were sick. But that was not why he was here. He was here to proclaim the gospel
0: mm-hmm.
2: and to live it out and make it available. And it's not one way or the other. And this is a tendency we tend to do. We tend to either cluster and think it's all about us and just come into holy huddles, and let's just protect each other. Or we leave that and we go out and we do all the serving and forget our souls. Mm -hmm. And so in my opinion is that we've got to have healthy souls. This is what the church does. It brings people together, it helps them be soul healthy. But then we have to always be looking outward and seeing how we're going to live it out, live out this relationship with Christ.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think we've got some work to do in that area, and that's why I'm sober.
1: Well, and I I was thinking, kind of like Esther was appointed, there could be God could appoint some godly men and women into offices to help part of the problem. You know that that could happen, but what you're saying is that the bigger way to address it is this army. Out there, there's a huge army that may maybe some of them are sleeping, you know, and or maybe the army is being deceived and getting sucked into political arguments and things like that, rather than really being the hands and feet of Peter Christ. Is that kind of what your concern is?
2: Well, first of all, we have some godly men and women that are in office. Yeah, I mean we do, and they're doing the best they can. Uh, but in, in many ways, politically, they're they're hamstrung because the other opposing people that are not godly, who have, have no love for Christ, in fact, they don't want them to pray. They don't want to do anything that mm. is religious. Mm-hmm. But I have never known any church or influencers to ever require permission of anybody to make disciples. Right. And we're not going to ask for permission to make disciples. Yeah. We are on a holy mandate. That's Right to express the authentic Jesus Christ through our lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that if I were to choose a political venue, then I got to play the, the game with the way they do it. And that's why many of our godly men and women in office are, are not able to do a lot of the things they want to do. They can do some things. Mm-hmm. They can re- represent some influence. But that's kind of like uh, our, our attitude about uh, hiring pastors. And thinking that pastors got to do all the work of the ministry in the church. Yeah. So we say, well, that's their job. No, it's our job. That's right. Our job to be ministers of the gospel, to be servants of Jesus Christ. And, we, and our, our pastor helps us organize, our pastor helps lead us our vision. But he doesn't do all the work. Hmm. And it's the same way with political leaders. If we expect them to do all the work, it won't get done, hmm. it's not being done. But the church cannot ask for permission to be able to be the church. We have got to be the church. And as a ministry called Influencers, I believe that we've been raised up for times such as this, Mm -hmm. to be a minister to the kingdom of God, Mm -hmm. to remind the church and the churches who we are, Mm -hmm. who we serve. And the most important thing is that we learn to abide in Him so we can bear fruit. Uh, it comes down to is our soul healthy? Are we strongly connected to him? and if we are, then then we got to live it out. Mm-hmm. We can't stop it. And if we're not if we're not living it out, if we're not making the impact on this world around us, then we got to back up and say, well, maybe we don't really know Jesus that well. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't really know his heart that well. We need to really get to know his heart
0: mm-hmm.
2: and get to know him and feel his love. And then maybe we can begin to be the church that we've been raised up for a time such as this.
1: You know, Rocky. An observation I've made is that this thing has been growing organically since 2008. Talk about influencers. influences yeah. our ministry. 18 years, and and you know, and we. The biggest thing we want to do is just keep leading journey groups because. There's thousands, hundreds of thousands of men and women who still don't know what it means to have an abiding relationship oh. with Christ. So they're not really empowered. If you don't know that, then you're not empowered to Millions. do much. <laughs> Millions, yeah. 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 So that's our bullseye. That's our first deal. But one thing I've noticed is in some of these areas where we've been doing it for a lot of years, including right here in Northwest Arkansas, we've got kind of an army of, of people who get it. Oh, yeah. So now the next level is beyond ch- challenging them to go lead others, and which we're always going to do that, and to mentor others into that. It, it's kind of what you're talking about, living it out in your community, you know. And I think we're get about to get to the next tier of what how God wants to use influencers is these people using their influence mm-hmm. in their community. Yeah. And we've seen examples of it in Bakersfield and Tulsa here, where people, our guys are, are, and gals are walking with Christ. They're they're tenderized. They're and they are influencers. And then they see needs, and then they
2: just start going into action. Right, and this yeah. is what you're talking about, yeah. right? Well, yes, I am, and you know, I think again, the seed of the enemy is to divert us from our our mission, and and again, I think we can get sucked into to political uh, issues that create conflict rather than going to the problem that's serving the needy people. Yeah, and uh, and I'm not again I, I, before we before we started this, we had prayer that, uh, and I've said that I, I, I don't want to say anything that, that creates agitation as much as I would I want to say something that creates an awakening. Mm-hmm. And the, and I'm speaking to the body of Christ now. I'm speaking to those people who are listeners who identify with Jesus Christ as Lord.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and I don't think anybody would be insulted at all who knows Christ about what I'm saying. In fact, I think I'm a reflection of many people who know Christ and feel such uh, somber feelings about things that go on, such a conflict that's going on. Mm. Because I'm a daddy. I'm a grandfather. I was a son. I was a needy child at one time. And and I could have born it, been born in any culture different from mine, and I wouldn't have had a choice on that. And I could ex- have experienced extreme poverty. I could have experienced not having parents that love me or not having siblings i could have experienced trying to make it in my life on my own as an orphan i mean i didn't have those things but boy i can know what it'd feel like if it were if i know jesus because he 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 awakens us to to empathy Mm. and compassion Mm. and if we don't then we gotta ask do we really know him Mm -hmm. because there is a there is it goes on in a hard hearted guy, mm-hmm. and I know that I'm one of them. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, to speak speaking practically, I think uh, how that works is it's one day at a time, but, and you know, because it's overwhelming if you look at all the problems. Oh, you're yeah. going, oh What can I one man do to help this world be a better place or whatever? Um, but in my experience, it's it's uh, when I get with the Lord. And I sit still, and I get in His Word, and I seek Him, and I listen, and I pray. A lot of times He gives me little to-do lists. Okay. He gives me little things to do today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and if you add, if, if everybody was doing that,
2: you know, it adds up to a, an impact, right? I mean, you know. Well, yes, Brian. And and you know, here's the thing about it is, if you had a practical one-two-three step, just take what Jesus did, and that is, Jesus took a, a few men together. And and they began to be the core Mm -hmm. of his discipleship ministry. And there were people that were around those men that would become disciples as well, but that was his core. And then that core then began reaching out and building the core. And they became organized. Mm -hmm. And that's where it all began. It began with him, about him, through him, and then with each other. Mm -hmm. And then with each other reaching out and bringing more people into the core. Mm -hmm. And and that's what happened with influencers. It was Jesus and me, and then he and I reached out to seven guys. And then those seven guys began reaching out to more. And it was always about uh, him. And since that time now, that core of seven guys has grown to tens of thousands. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. Men and women, youth, people in prison. We don't even know the numbers of people but we're building a core, we're building an identity. It's not about influencers, not about a ministry. Yeah. It's about the family of God. And now we're seeing that core that is organized is now influencing outward. And we're seeing people being fed. We're seeing houses being built. We're seeing stadiums being built for for soccer stadiums for people that couldn't afford it
0: mm.
2: in, in communities that that, were, uh, that would never be able to do that for their children. Mm. Uh, you've seen schools in Tulsa that were renovated by influencers.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We have never seen anybody get on a political bandwagon. They just went out and served. Yeah, that's right. They totally. just went out and—but they did it together. And see, I think that that's the key. And that is we, we come together individually around Christ. We grow collectively around Christ. And then we go collectively out to serve other people and help them to know Christ.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And then we grow our core. Mm -hmm. And that's the body of Christ that reaches out and makes an impact on this world. Mm -hmm. And that can happen right now in this country. But we have to understand it always begins with our relationship with Christ.
1: Well, yeah, and, and there's a foundational belief, I think, that Christ has a plan, that God has a plan that he's trying to work out and that he's got his people placed everywhere he wants and our job is to get in sync with his plan Mm -hmm. and the only way that is is just to to sit still and listen and and try to be obedient when he's prompting
2: you to do certain things you know and then also the others you know because we're we're not in a vacuum and as you know you and I and others we God speaks to us and then we talk about that we have dialogue with other people and they say yeah that kind of helps me Mm -hmm or here's another thought on that in other words i think the body of christ is used by christ to help the body of christ grow mm-hmm. and so that's where that's what we need we can't be isolated
0: mm-hmm.
2: but at the same time we got to be isolated sometimes we have to have that those times alone with the lord to grow individually mm-hmm. but then then we are growing together as well and we're serving together mm-hmm. and if you look at the history of the last 2000 years that's the way it's been yeah. Oh, yeah, the body of Christ is this church.
1: Yeah, there's a Paul. Paul does a little sermonette when he's talking. To, one of the times he's in prison, I believe, and he, it's in Acts, but he's talking about from God made from one man, God inhabited the whole earth, and then it says he determined the exact times and places they should live, mm-hmm. so that they would. Seek out to God and then and kind of glorify Him. So it tells me there's a divine plan here, you know, and, and He's put people right where He wants them, you know. Yeah. And I I always tell people that a lot of times people think, "Oh, I hate my job and I'm miserable or whatever," and I'm like, well, pray and see if God might not have you there for a reason. You know, He knows where He yeah. wants you, or maybe He's calling you to leave. I don't know, but nevertheless, He's got all of us on mission. So. Well, uh, yeah,
2: and there I like the I like the fact that you're emphasizing a plan. Yeah. You know, uh, Brian, some people say, what do you know about all this stuff? You talk about the church. You're in business 35 years, and, you know, you wrote a couple couple books and all that. That makes you an expert, (laughs) right? And the fact is is that I do have a son-in-law who is a pastor. I have a son who is a pastor. I have a man on this board who's like a son to me, Nate Sweeney, who's a pastor. We have several Friends, dear friends who are pastors, and I know pastors have a unique set of circumstances that they work with within their ministry that I don't do. And honestly, I don't know if I could do it. I might could do it, but I don't think I'd want to do it. Mm. Um, and and I think that in many ways that they're, they're unself, they're very very selfless mm. to do the things they do. So. You know, being a pastor or not being a pastor is not qualifi- is not what qualifies me here. What qualifies me is what I've said all along, and that is if my King stirs me up and says write something or say something, the answer has to be yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not asking for people to check out my credentials. I'm asking them to search their heart. Mm search scriptures, search your
0: mm.
2: It's not about Rocky. It's not about that. It's about what what is he saying to you? Because here's what he's saying to me. He's telling me now, well, I've got to do a little bit better job of uh, using my time of life, mm. using the assets that he's created in me, whether it is writing or speaking. Uh, having favor with people to be able to share my heart with them because there's a stewardship. When God puts us in charge of something or involved with something or serving in something, uh, he puts us there, then we have a stewardship responsibility to serve him there.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, you know, you and I are in "Quote unquote" professional ministry, but but I think about influencers I've met who like are teachers, you know, and they operate in the public school system where they're not allowed to talk about Christ or pray, and they figure out creative ways mm-hmm. to influence children in love and and insert hope, you know, through Christ, uh, and even risk their job sometimes just because they they're so passionate about it, or or many work in the marketplace. And they have to kind of walk that yeah. political correctiveness about not about faith in the workplace, and but they but they run against those risks to share Christ and have journey groups in board in meeting boardrooms and things yeah. like
2: that, you know, whatever. And political leaders. I mean, we have uh, district attorneys in different areas mm-hmm. that are That's are right. using that platform and as well as they can.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Senators yeah. that are using it as well as they can. Uh, law enforcement that are using their opportunity, Jailers, they're using their opportunities uh, as well as they can. They have to walk a, a line. But there's never anything that stands in the way. Like I said, I think the scripture says that there's no law against the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Right? That's right. And there's no law against that. In other words, there's no political law, there's not, There's no governmental law that stands in the way of love, joy, peace, patience, Hmm. take it from there. Right. That's right. Because those are attributes of Christ. Hmm. Now, Satan hates it. And yeah, it could get us persecuted. Hmm. But you know what? Uh, There's no law against it. And if there was, don't matter. Because we don't ask permission to love like Christ and make disciples.
1: I've got a friend who has a little tagline, and I don't know if he came up with it or someone else did, but he said... uh, if love doesn't work, let's not try anything else. <laughs> Seriously, that's I mean, pretty good. It, it's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, love is the answer, you know. Is and that is and that's the fruit of the spirit. And as we teach our people, yeah, that comes from abiding, you know. And so it all connects, doesn't
2: yeah. it? Yeah, it is. And you know, there's been so many counterfeit messages through the years. I remember uh, there was a Coca-Cola commercial about love, you know. Well, yeah, sure. And I mean, there was uh, always something that, that kind of changing the dynamics of this kind of love that's being talked about. I mean, you know, it's not just a happy, feely, good thing, although there needs to be some happy, feely, good things. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's a compassion. It's It's a deep sense of feeling loved. Therefore, I am willing to give love. It's a flow through. And that's why I keep saying it's about our healthy relationship with our King, and when that's healthy, it's just gonna man, the compassion's gonna come, man. You going it's going and it's going he's gonna give us opportunities to live it out too, and uh, express it. And I just see this that I think the future with the church in this country and in the world. I think that there will be tribulation. I think there will be persecution eventually. I don't know when it might not be my foreseeable future but I think it's eventually going to happen I think, they could, everything's lining up for that and people say well what's going to happen to the church I said I think it's going to thrive I think it's going to be probably it's finest hour mm. I think it's going to be the ray of hope the beacon of hope a channel marker leading to safe harbor which is called Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God mm. and I think that you know this is what we're being raised up for such a, t- a time such as this.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I think uh, you're always telling me, if you go, if you go with what man can produce, you'll only get, the, you'll get only so far as what what man can produce. But if you trust in God and seek Him, you'll get supernatural results. You'll get things that God can do. And yeah. I think we want what God kind
2: of results, not what man can, Absolutely. can produce. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're seeing it though. We we're seeing glimmers of hope, and I think that that's why we would even speak now is we've seen the benefit of getting people in proximity to Christ. We've seen many, uh, several ministries that have been formed up that are not influencers,
0: mm.
2: that are, are reaching out to jail houses and prisons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen uh, international ministries that have developed. Mm. Uh, we've seen ministries that already have been at, around for years, but now finding a uh, their heart. Mm. Uh, as we're uh, helping them go through the journey to help people learn how to connect with Christ uh, intimately. Mm. And uh, and then the fruit that comes out of that because the world is so hungry for that. And then when we see those things happen, then we see it radiating out to the, the needs of the world.
0: Mm.
2: And it, it's not an either-or situation. It just begins. It begins at that inner place with Christ, but it's lived out to the world around us. That's right. That's right. Thank you for the conversation,
1: Rocky, and I, I hope people out there have been uh, challenged, but also inspired, and uh, to do their part in this ministry and and uh, their part in what God's calling them to do. And so, because we have thousands out there all over the country uh, and even in other countries that God's raising up. So, uh, mm-hmm. so anyway, we're trying to play our part. So, anyway, be praying for us, Rocky, and I'll be doing some traveling and uh, going and seeing our brothers and sisters out in California and doing training events, and uh, also in Memphis and uh, over in South. Carolina, so we got a lot going on in the next few months, but it's all it's all very exciting. So uh, be praying for the us and this ministry, and uh, all of you out there, keep doing your part to, to advance the gospel and, and advance discipleship, because there's so many more people who need to find out about an intimate, abiding relationship with Christ. And uh, you'll find out resources on how we can help you with that at influencers.org, as well as other podcasts that we've produced that you might be interested in, that all that's under resources and then podcasts. So anyway... Thank you for your time today. I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.